Hey, good morning, Prescott, and welcome to another Prescott Talks. Yes, it's a little bit late, but you know, we thought we'd give you a little bit of a break to get out of that cup, that candy coma from last night. I know you all been out there trick-or-treating, and the kids are probably running around the house, and you're like going, wow, what's going on? But anyway, um, today's guest, uh, today we have Carol Chamberlain with the Arizona Community Foundation and Lisa Shahady. Sahadi. Sahadi. You were close. As well. you were very I was close. right there. I was gonna let close. Carol I was gonna let Carol introduce her because I kept on butchering her name, but anyway, I was close, but um it's kind of this is gonna be a unique kind of show because really I don't know that much about it. Matter of fact, very little. So I sat down with Carol and I said, you know, this is gonna be kind of a fun interview because you're gonna do most of the talking. Well, we, I, I don't know. I, tell us about your foundation and what's it all about. We are so happy to be here. Thanks so much for having us. We are the Arizona Community Foundation of Yavapai County, which is an affiliate of the statewide Arizona Community Foundation. There are five other affiliates or five affiliates in all in the state. Mm -hmm. uh, we are an endowment organization that connects community needs with people who have a passion for meeting those needs. We are made up of a, a family of funds. People have funds with us. Mm -hmm. When they, for example, don't want to have a private foundation, they'll open a donor-advised fund with us. Mm -hmm. We take care of all of the back office work for them, the vetting of the organizations they want to support, and they can just experience the joy of giving. Uh, we also have field of interest funds, ones that we're gonna, we're so excited to talk about a little bit later. Lisa's gonna be uh, covering some of our grant opportunities. One of the neat things that our foundation does is help people understand how they can do their estate planning to remember community past their lifetime. We, are, we live in a community that is so, so very giving. And many people want to continue their giving past their lifetime, mm -hmm. and we help them do just that. So that's, that's some of the things we interesting. do. Interesting. So, so um, if I was again, so estate planning was kind of you're mm -hmm. laughing over there, Lisa. <laughs> you're we seeing love this me stumble stuff. through. <laughs> no, no, we we love this. No, but no. So on the estate planning, so um, kind of give me some well, ideas. Let me just, let me just yeah. give you an example. So. A person is sitting down planning what they want to do at the end of their life. Right. You know, many people remember their children, mm -hmm. many people remember their church, mm -hmm. and a lot of people want to remember community. Mm -hmm. One of the, we have a, a very interesting saying by one of our board of advisor members, Jody Paget, who said, at the end of your life, you can do three things with your money. Mm -hmm. You can give it to your kids, you can give it to a community, or you can give it to Uncle Sam. Right. Pick two. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so one yeah. of the things that we really try to do is help people. So they would come in after they have, or, or while they're meeting with their attorney to mm -hmm. do their estate planning, right. and they would do a testamentary fund agreement with us. And in that agreement, they would tell us that they want to start a fund it's called a designated fund. Mm -hmm. And then they would tell us how they wanted the distribution from their uh, endowment spent each year. So, and the, the neat thing about it is, 
instead of having to go to their lawyer every time, mm-hmm. they can come to us when they get mad at one of the organizations yeah, they have yeah, picked, yeah. and we'll just write an addendum and change it. So when you talk about the organizations they pick, like like what would those organizations be? Well, so some people would pick their church, as mm-hmm. I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've heard today about the Boys and Girls Club doing their dancing for the stars. So, there are a lot of people who believe in nonprofit organizations like children's organizations, Boys and Girls Club, uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters. They or might, the Animal Foundation. Oh, which a lot of people mm-hmm. really do. In fact, we are animal loving community. Yes, mm-hmm. we are. We have one wonderful woman who left her entire estate to us. Mm-hmm. She had no children. Her husband was deceased. Mm-hmm. And she has started an animal fund, uh, an animal welfare fund. So each year we'll have people come in and make recommendations about which organizations are the yes. worthiest at the time. Mm-hmm. So that would be like the... the, the um, um, Humane Society, Humane Society, United Animal so I'm trying Friends. To, I'm, what I'm trying to do yeah. is I'm trying to drill down into some yeah. of the organizations that would be right. benefiting, it, it benefiting be those, a, those funds. It could be a nonprofit such as a Humane Society. It could be Boys and Girls Club, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, you know, New Horizons. Uh-huh. It could be any of those. It could also be a school. Right. They okay. might develop a scholarship mm-hmm. for a specific school. Maybe it's a graduate from one of the local high schools that's going to go to a state university. Maybe it's to or it's a you know vocational or technical school, so they could leave their estate into a scholarship fund. And this is all in our community. Absolutely. So it doesn't go to. Oh, now wait. A person can can decide wherever they want to fund. Okay. There is at, at Arizona Community Foundation. There is a fund holder there mm-hmm. who really believes in providing water to communities in Africa. Mm-hmm. So. He's funding in Africa. Oh, okay. So, he, so we can fund locally, which we certainly encourage doing. Right. For our field of interest funds, for example, can only fund locally in Yavapai County. So basically the money would be funneled wherever that donor really wherever wanted, right. that donor wanted wants to go. It to go. Right. We encourage we, it to be. We like to say people don't give to ACF. Uh-huh. They give through ACF. I see. I see. So who are who are your clients? I mean, who are the people who come in and say, you know what, um, I want to donate to this, or I want to I want to move into in this area. It's really interesting because we are a broad spectrum organization. Uh, one of our estate planners, mm-hmm. the the person who has left a testamentary fund agreement with us, mm-hmm. is a thirty two year old man. Uh, we also just lost one of our one of our great friends who passed away at 94. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you we're a broad spectrum organization, yeah. right? And we also fund schools. So one of the programs that we are so proud of that we have just done with two of our funding partners is a fund through Yavapai County Education Services Agency. That's wow, a mouthful. That Don't <laughs> make me replete that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a mouthful. Yeah. They started a program called Arizona Reads Now mm-hmm. because we recognized that if a child ends the third grade without being able to read at that proficiency level, mm-hmm. the chances of their not being successful in life, in fact, perhaps even going to prison, 
are, are really increased. Yeah. So we're trying to have every child from pre-K through the third grade be able to read at proficiency level by the end of the third grade. And the reason we chose that large project was in fact, our chair at the time had read an article saying that there, when a, a, a community is looking to build a prison, mm -hmm. they determine how many beds they need by the third grade reading levels. Isn't that something? Oh, it's I've never scary. Heard that. It is. It is. Wow, never knew that one. So, so here's another thing. So, you know, if I don't want to give, you know, to um, at the end of life, let's say I just oh. I feel compelled about, mm -hmm. uh, like you were saying, you know, the animal type mm -hmm. uh, contributions, or like I love aviation. So, if I was going to say, you know what, um, I would like to give to the foundation mm -hmm. for an aviation project. I, I, whether it's Embry-Riddle or if it's uh, somebody else out there that, that's learning aviation, how would I do that? So you, is that possible? Oh, absolutely, it's possible. You would start a donor-advised fund, mm -hmm. and you would name it whatever you wanted. You mm -hmm. could call it Glenn's Aviation Fund. Mm -hmm. At $25,000 starts that. Mm -hmm. We would make that fund spendable mm -hmm. so that you could spend more than what endowed spending or our spending policy is, which is four and a quarter percent a year. But you could do that mm -hmm. and fund a school. You could fund an organization that took care of veterans who mm -hmm. were aviators. You could do anything with it that so you I wanted to do. It any way I Absolutely. Do it. Now I'll tell you. Yeah. Let's say you know you don't have twenty five thousand dollars to open a fund, but you want to give it to your community. We have. Funds, they're called collaborative funds mm -hmm. that were formed by a group of people who didn't necessarily want to do their own 501c3, uh, but they wanted to do something within our community. We have one in regards to our, our outdoors. We have one in regards, believe it or not, to pickleball. Yes. Oh, wow. We have one for the airport. Now that's somebody who really enjoys pickleball. <laughs> it is. A lot of people do. A lot mm. of people do. But, um, and Hungry Kids is yeah. one of our collaborative funds. I was going to say, you know... Um, and making sure helping the homeless oh, or, absolutely. or kids that are that are being challenged one way or another, yes. whether it's homelessness or, or right. yeah, we have a young couple that gives monthly to our hungry kids project. That's how they give into the community, and they know that it is benefiting children within Prescott, Prescott Valley, or even out into Chino Valley. But it's it's benefiting our community directly. You kind of hit something there, Lisa. So I'm sitting here, you know. Typically, I tie the church, which I would always mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. But let's say I felt compelled that you know I saw you know go down to Granite Creek and you see some people that are living mm -hmm. some challenge with some challenges. Mm -hmm. Could I come to the foundation and say, hey, I've got two hundred dollars I'd like to give to mm -hmm. uh, this organization or or put into some kind of fund that would mm -hmm. help stream money into that? Absolutely, into we, that it's, and it's just a conversation to have with Carol or I in regards to the types of funds that we have that mm -hmm. can benefit your desires. Gotcha. So for example, mm -hmm. we have field of interest funds that mm -hmm. were started either by an individual mm -hmm. who cared deeply about something or a group of individuals for this field of interest fund. Uh, every year we get together about 50 community volunteers, community leaders, and divide them up into five different panels, grant panels. Yeah. We teach these people how to, um, 
how to evaluate these grants mm -hmm. applications. They come through an orientation with us and then they read somewhere online about, oh, I'd say 20. On average. 20 grant applications. Mm -hmm. And then they get together in two separate meetings with their panel and make recommendations for how those dollars are spent. So we would talk to you about mm -hmm. those field of interest yeah. funds. And one of them, in fact, is a community fund, which is only bound by geography. So before our animal welfare fund came about, that's where the animal applications would come in. It's where a lot of hunger applications come mm -hmm. in. So that community fund is the one that takes care of things like that. But we talk yeah. about what your interests were yeah. and what you wanted to do. Right. So, so Prescott, did you even know that we had the community foundation here? I think this is interesting to at least get out there. And if you have any questions, by all means, type those questions in and we'll ask the expert right now because, um, you know, it sounds like a kind of a nice way to give to and, and to support our community, whether you can support it with 25 grand or maybe a couple hundred or 50 or whatever you might feel right. passionate to give. It's, uh, you know, it, there, there's ways of doing it. And then we, you know, often we see a lot of our, uh, again, I kind of come back to the, the homeless, the guys mm -hmm. on the corners and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And, and maybe there's a way we can channel money instead of giving it to them where, you know, it may not necessarily go to food or, or, or comfort, uh, where it could go to a foundation right. that could help those people in monetary ways of, of bed and real food or what have you. I really do want to talk just a minute about endowment because we are an endowment organization mm -hmm. and I, we get in front of, of groups all the time and say, I know that you understand what endowment is, yeah. but not everybody yeah, does. That's a great, not everybody let's, does. Let's get it out there. So I'm going to give you an example. So we had a woman named Janet Codding mm -hmm. who had... Uh, she had taken care of and run the L.A. County retirement system her entire career. And her mother, who lived in Prescott, got ill and was at the end of her life. And so Janet came to volunteer here. She came to live here and in turn got very involved in the community. And so Janet volunteered for Buck O'Neill Sheriff's Department at the time. And she did not watch TV in the evening. She did not listen to the radio. She didn't watch a podcast because, frankly, it was before podcasts. But what she did <laughs> <My> do... My era. <laughs> <laughs> My era. What she did do was listen to the police scanner and follow those beloved canine officers. Oh, yeah. She fell in love with those dogs. So she started a field of interest fund for these dogs and wrote in her estate plan that she wanted to leave some amount of money for yeah. this fund, take care of the canines in Yavapai County. So she left about $500,000. And in 2009, when she passed away, yes. this, uh, this fund became an endowed fund. So that is invested with the rest of our funds, the mm -hmm. rest of our money. The Arizona Community Foundation as a whole has about $985 million under management. Mm -hmm. Her $500,000 became a part of that. Since 2009, she, her fund has given out about $400,000 to take care of these animals. Mm -hmm. 
left in that fund today is $585,000. So that's the beauty yeah. of endowment. Instead of spending the corpus, you mm -hmm. spend the investment income. Gotcha. Our spending policy is four and a quarter percent. Mm -hmm. So these people get together, part of those panels get yes. together and make a determination which, what police force, sheriff, which department, department yeah. <laughs> needs these dollars the most. And we give out about how much each year? Just very close to $25,000. So each year $25,000 is given out from this $585,000 fund that just grows. So the right. money goes in and then you guys invest it. Correct. Is it invested in like markets or oh. is it invested in so we real have, estate? We, we have yes. a variety of Investment All of above? pools. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lisa. No, no, you're fine. We have a variety of investment pools that mm -hmm. a donor can choose. Okay, uh, and it's really about their comfort level mm -hmm. of how they want money invested. Um, because they are, it's it's stocks, it's you know, inequities, it's bonds, it's international, domestic, it's all over the place. Mm -hmm. So that we have a diversified pool. Mm -hmm. uh, to for the again for those comfort levels of the donor. Gotcha. So one thing that's really important to understand is that we we honor these funds and we honor our donors. Mm -hmm. So we have a wonderful group of volunteers who sit on our investment committee, mm -hmm. and along with the investment committee, we have a chief investment officer and an, another person who all they do is watch out for how these investments are done. We weigh risk against the opportunity for income. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, endowment is a long view. Mm -hmm. If you sit there and look at the market every day, yeah. endowment's not what you're doing. Right. You're, this is a long view. You look at 10 years out. And I will tell you that over the last 20 years, year after year, we've averaged about 8% on our money. Wow. And that's... that's that's, in today's world, that's really good. It's really, it's really good. good. And what that means is that four and a quarter percent goes out to meet, of that eight percent, four and a quarter percent goes out to meet community needs. Mm -hmm. One percent is a fee to us, and the other two and three quarters percent, does that make eight? Goes yes. back into the fund. You're adding so correctly. <laughs> I'm so glad. You're <laughs> so it's a, it's a corporate structure. Is oh, what absolutely. So you're, you're uh, uh, and you got absolutely. CEOs and oh, CFOs and absolutely yes. It's a pretty yeah. lean and mean group, though. And they're and they're volunteers. No, 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 no. Well, now wait. Yes and no. So the investment committee is one of volunteers, mm -hmm. and I'm telling you, they are. I think Jody Padgett told us one time that how many years of experience in all these something, people, yeah. Yeah. add it all together. Add it all together, yeah. Yes. There are CPAs, there are estate planning attorneys, there are a lot of people, uh, certified financial planners, mm -hmm. a lot of people making the determination about how this money is going to yeah, be invested. But then our chief investment officer is on staff and mm -hmm. part of the executive team at ACF. I think ACF has around 52 employees, including Lisa mm -hmm. and me. Some of us are out in the field. Gotcha. The majority are in Phoenix because that's where our home that's office interesting. is. Interesting, 52 employees. So that's I was going. That yeah. was my next question: was how many people are actually employed and doing that? Yeah. So, so you have 52 employees and and 
I'm thinking lots of volunteers. Hundreds of volunteers. If you consider that here in Yavapai County, we have 22 board of advisors. We have a fabulous board of advisors at our place. And then we have 50, uh, 50 volunteers on our grant panels each mm -hmm. year. And, and then we have all of our donors who really become our sole volunteers and help us meet community need. So before we came on, we were talking about scholarships. So yes. you guys give out scholarships? We give out scholarships. That's one of the funds that we have at ACF. And it's one of the ways we connect with our community. Uh, every year, this will be the fifth year that we are doing our Cash for College Scholarship Awareness Night. Mm. Uh, we partner with Yavapai College. They're an, a wonderful partner of ours. Uh, in Prescott, we get to use their gym. Over at their Verde Valley campus in Clarkdale, we use their community room. So we cover all of Yavapai, or most of Yavapai County, as much as we can with our Cash for College events. And we bring local and statewide scholarship providers mm. in, and we invite students of all kinds, all types. And what I mean by that, it's not just for the high school graduate. Mm -hmm. This is for somebody who has had a pause in their education yeah. and wants to come back to college and get a new degree, finish their degree, whatever it might be. Um, and be able to come in and sit, not sit, they stand, but yeah. talk directly with those scholarship providers to find out what the provider is looking for, what's their criteria, do mm -hmm. they fit, do they not, and then anyone who attends the event receives a resource booklet that lists, oh my gosh, I don't even know oh. the number, close to 70 scholarships, mm. I want to say, are listed in this booklet, wow. because not everybody can, not all scholarship providers can be there in person, but it'll list about 70 scholarships specifically, and then give resources to individuals of how to do further scholarship hunts. Mm -hmm. searches so to speak because so, so so how would you know somebody you know and I'll, I'll use my son for example he graduated high school mm -hmm. took a pause mm -hmm. and then he decided that you know what mm -hmm. I want to get back into college in which he just graduated he's now an archaeologist but he did it all himself how would he how would he come to the foundation and say hey is there a scholarship that would be available so, for me one come to our cash for college night which this year is December 2nd from December 5 2nd. to 6 30 Again, Yavapai College Gym. Okay. It's a fun night. It's a really fun night, I have to say. Also, you'll see that resource booklet. We have one scholarship specifically for that returning student. Mm -hmm. But also, Arizona Community Foundation is the largest private scholarship provider in the state of Arizona. Oh, wow. There is one online application that a student fills out. And that then their, if they meet their criteria, it's just automatically filtered to any of those hundred scholarships that we have uh -huh. from that one application. And somebody from the Arizona Community Foundation will be at Cash for yes. College to show people how to apply online. It really is very, very slick. So let's get some info out. So uh, this is going to happen December... December 2nd. And your website is... Oh, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> no, it is. It's just like, oh. Do we have a website up already? Let me, let me take already, a little or? breath here. azfoundation.org okay. slash Yavapai. So you can go to that website, and that would have all the dates, It would times, have the dates, places. Absolutely. absolutely, for both events, for both our Prescott event and the Verde Valley event. Great. And on that website, it would also win the scholarship uh, opens 
season opens, which I believe is January, 3rd. January the 3rd, then it will. you could go to the website, acfoundation.org forward, org forward slash Yavapai, and find out how to apply for those as well. Yes. Oh, wow. So... Um, and that would give also the information if you want to get into the foundation. Absolutely. Everything that we just got done speaking about. How about Facebook page, no? We do have a Facebook page. Okay. Don't ask me the address of it. Okay. I don't remember. So it would probably be under Arizona a, Community Foundation. Yes. Yes. So, we have, and we have one specific for Yavapai County. Okay. Yes. So I want to tell you just yeah. one exciting thing. I'm yeah. speaking of your son. Mm-hmm. So there is... Oh, he's a, exciting, all right. No. <laughs> There is a delightful woman named Pat Carmody, and Pat went to our Cash for College with a friend of hers just to see what it was like, and she decided that that's how she wanted to to pay back community, because when Pat was a young woman, she's, she's like I am, she's not young anymore, but when she was a young woman, she had two little kids and was raising them by herself. And she realized that the only way for her to get ahead was to get an education. Mm -hmm. And it was the time when she couldn't get a loan to get an education because she was a single woman. Mm -hmm. She couldn't get scholarships because truthfully she didn't know about them or they weren't in existence for people returning to school. Mm -hmm. And so she decided that when she made her mark in life, she would go come to us open a fund for people returning to school. Mm-hmm. So her, her fund is called the Pat Carmody Love of Education Fund. Wow. And each year she gives out scholarship money like you just wouldn't believe to people returning to school. Yes. So yeah. those, those funds are out there through... Oh, through absolutely. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And it's not just for the student who wants to go to college. It's, uh-huh. There's also the student who wants to get certifications. Oh, yeah. For like... They, for like a trade or something. For like a trade, that. absolutely. Yeah. Because not everybody so you don't, wants to yeah, be a you know, Everybody doesn't want to be a doctor, a lawyer, or whatever. Right, so and we maybe need you want to be, skilled yeah, trade. Skilled, skilled well, trades. It's a You're need. Right. Speaking of skilled trades, you know, the Yavapai County Contractors Association has done a really great thing for our community and something that one of our field of interest funds supported with a grant this year. But they are offering a boot camp for young people, I think it's 18 to 24, mm-hmm. who don't quite know what they want to do because there is such a need for those in the trades yeah. in Yavapai County yeah. that they are giving an intense immersion into everything contracting. Mm-hmm. And those kids are then determining what they might like to do. Heating and cooling, framing, welding. drywalling, welding. And then they're at the end of this two-week period of time, they're partnering them yeah. with people who offer um, apprenticeships. Apprenticeships. Mm-hmm. So, what a great program! I mean, really for the community. Right. And then, I mean, any of us who have any property at all, try to get a guy to come out with a tractor and do something. You have try to, to know get a plumber or okay. try to get you try to get somebody to build your garage, and that's my scenario. Right. I mean, it's like. You know, everybody's working, and there's and there's a and we're actually building that people are coming up from Phoenix and everything That's else to exactly try to fill right. in these jobs. And we got the talent right here. We just we need do. to educate them, right? That's we do. so true. And I want to add that this boot camp is at no cost mm-hmm. to the student. And Sandy will be at our Cashier College in Prescott to talk about it. Yeah. What a great deal. Well, we really that, do. That really, that, that's community. It is community. That's, 
that's how we grow our community and make our, where we live and where we exist better. That is and, so much of what we are trying to do is yeah. bring community Doesn't together. Sound like you're trying. I think you're doing <laughs> We're it. We're doing it. One of the one of the other kind of funds that we do have is nonprofit funds. Yes. So nonprofits, instead of spending all of their money or keeping a bank account where they don't get a lot of return on the money that's there come to us and open a nonprofit fund. It's invested with the rest of our dollars. And, you know, we're trying to help them understand that endowment is the ticket to their future. Because it is said that if 20% of a nonprofit's income is not coming from endowment mm -hmm. within by 2025, they'll be out of business because there is so much competition yeah. for those fundraising yeah. dollars that they need to be taking care of themselves. Mm -hmm. What do we have for the military? The guys coming home. Actually, cows coming home, the ladies coming home. We work very yeah. closely with U.S. vets, for we example. Do. We do. We work closely with U.S. vets. Uh, they're regular applicants into our annual grant cycle, competitive grant cycle. Um, we have one of our field of interest funds is a social services fund that is specifically for anything dealing with feeding the hungry, providing and maybe providing transportation to doctor's appointments, but it includes mm -hmm. veteran services as well. Mm -hmm. There are some affiliates that have veteran funds, mm -hmm. something that I think would be absolutely perfect for us to have. Yeah. So again, if there is a person who cares deeply about veterans and mm -hmm. their needs in the future, starting a veterans field of interest fund would be a fabulous yeah. thing to do. Right. Well, that's cool, you guys. I got a lot of more. So we got a lot more information out there now. Like I said, I came in today going, "Who's this foundation again?" <laughs> what and, do they and do? Now, yeah, what do they do? And I think we've got a lot. Anything yeah. else you guys want to put out there? Because um, yeah, I, so, I, I know I don't have the questions, but I know there's a lot more involved. Right. Well, it's really interesting because I really do sort of look at what we do as a circle. So we are starting. Lisa is offering budget workshops for our nonprofits so that they'll learn how to write a good budget for their application. And then in January, we start our, uh, our grant season, which means that we're gonna teach our volunteers how to score them and mm -hmm. write them. We're gonna teach our nonprofits how to fill out a grant application. And then we spend the next bit waiting for them that when the grant cycle opens for them to write their grant application. And then our, our panels get together and make those recommendations. Our board of advisors okays those grant applications and how the distributions are gonna be spent. Mm. And then on the Second Friday of mm -hmm. August. It'll be August 14th in 2020. We have our. I can't believe I'm saying 2020. Yeah, already, I know, huh? I know. We have a Joy of Giving, which yeah. is our annual luncheon to celebrate the season of giving. Yeah. So that happens in August. And then, you know, here it is November, and we're starting all over again. Yeah. So that's the circle of giving that I like to talk about. And at that particular event, the Joy of Giving, we select a philanthropist of the year. This year's philanthropist of the year were Jim and Linda Lee, who have done so mm -hmm. much for yes. our community, mm -hmm. including the planetarium that uh, is at Embry-Riddle. Yeah. So 
we wanted to say thank you for the, to them for what they do for community. And at that event, we have five shining star nonprofits that we funded, and they get two minutes to tell about what good they do in the community. And then we, the Arizona Community Foundation of Yavapai County, give $350 to each table, and each table gets to decide which one of those five organizations get their $350. So they get to experience yeah. granting and giving <laughs> at our joyous event, the joy of giving. Sounds like fun. Yeah. You should come. Yeah, I might, I might just be there, huh? <laughs> Lynn, so, Lynn so has Lynn come. Be there. <laughs> it was fun, I was there last time. Yeah. I thought, what a great way to, um, like you said, not only show people how much fun it is to give, but also to um, spend a lunch. You know, Absolutely. Usually in events like this, you expect people to be out there begging for money, which is always yeah. really yeah. depressing. Yeah. yeah, it is. And we get to give money away. That's why our job yeah. is so absolutely perfect. We help people give money, as Lisa said, through yes. us to community. Well, I think we learned a lot today about giving and also the resources that are out there today in our community that you can that you can also you know uh, go to school and and, and, and have yes. different uh, ways to um, just uh, opportunities I guess would be the best way to put it, it we okay. we offer a lot of opportunities yeah. and we love having people get in touch with us so that they can see how they can give through us as well, well we've so, got your website up you have a question yes Actually, it's a question for me. But, but Lisa, <laughs> Lynn's question. <laughs> Lynn's question. You mentioned that there is a couple that gives monthly. Yes. And so is this something that people can sign up with you to give a certain amount every month to go to a certain fund? I mean, how does that work? Or does it work through their company that they right. work for? Or what? Um, for, well, it can work both ways. Okay. So this young couple that I was talking about, it was their budgetary plan to give to the Hungry Kids Project each and every month. And so they just send a check directly to our office. I make remote deposits um, whenever we get whenever we get checks, but weekly, two to three times a week, I'm making a remote deposit. They made that decision themselves that that's what they wanted to do. But we work with other businesses, corporations that have an employee giving program mm -hmm. that can give into our funds as well. I just have to mention one thing about I knew she would mention this. Uh, two years ago, the Arizona Community Foundation and one of their divisions, which is the Pecos Business Center for Philanthropy, uh, which is a support organization of ours, decided to give what they called a boost prize. And this boost prize was for a company that had a philanthropic arm they wanted to give, and they either had something that they hadn't quite gotten there yet, or they really wanted to start. So people, companies applied for this. Fan Contracting applied for it from here. And it was so great that Fan Contracting, and they also gave one the same year to Goodman Furniture down south, mm -hmm. down in Phoenix, $40,000 to increase their, their organizational giving. Their, their giving is called FEMAD, Fan Employees Making a Difference, FEMAD. Mm -hmm. 
And so when we got together and talked about it, when they were writing their application, I said, what one thing were you not able to accomplish that you wanted to? Because they've given away half a million dollars, I think, mm -hmm. at least, and during the time that they've been doing this. And they said, we wanted to be an example to other companies to do the same thing, and that just didn't happen. So Mike Fan took this $40,000, divided it $8,000 to five different organizations to start their own programs. Mm. Uh, Yavapai Title was one of those. HomeCo was one of those. Lamb Chevrolet did it. So Elgato. Elgato wow. Zool did it. So all these companies now have their own, thanks to the generosity of Mike Fan sharing the boost prize that was given to him by the Arizona Community Foundation's Pecos yeah. Center. Yes. Another great story out there. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Another question that I would have is, you said you have committees, volunteers, that mm -hmm. decide where the grant money goes Correct. and stuff. Are those committees of local people? Yes, absolutely. Yes, the, our panels cover all of Yavapai County. So we try, we do our best to really represent the demographics of Yavapai County. So it's not just Prescott. Mm -hmm. It's Prescott, it's Chino Valley, it's Prescott Valley, Dewey. Right. All the way Not over so into Cottonwood, Camp Verde. Mm -hmm. We have folks that are willing to drive over the mountain mm -hmm. to be on our grant panels to make those decisions. And it is... The age range is probably from 30, 30 all the way up to our 85-year-old. Yes. <laughs> or older. Some may yeah. be even older than that. But we really do try to represent the mm -hmm. demographics of Yavapai County. Gotcha. And if they want to volunteer, can they do that? Absolutely they can do that. They just need they call? to call. They call you. you. They call you. Oh, do they call? Oh. Grant panelists call you. That's great. And and my number is 928-583-7816. Great. We'll put that up there as well. That they do call me. But yeah, you manage your grant panels. I manage the cycle. <laughs> so All right. It's a division it's a, of labor. That yeah. is true. It's a team effort. And together it, it works perfect, right? Absolutely yeah. does. Yeah. Absolutely. No doubt. Well, thank you so much for coming on. My thank gosh. you for giving thank us the you. opportunity to hear about your foundation and the things that you, you offer as well as the community can get involved with. Thank Perfect. you so much for you having us, You want one more Glenn. crack at my last name, Glenn? Uh, <laughs> Shahidi. <laughs> there you go. Good job. <laughs> Every now and then, a squirrel finds a blind, the blind squirrel, squirrel finds, finds a that, right? <laughs> anyway. And thank you so much. I appreciate it. And as always, I like to close out thanking our military and our present and past military for our freedoms that we enjoy, that we can sit here and talk about this at our table, at our dining table, and of course, our law enforcement and yes. our fire department out there keeping our streets and our city safe. So thank you so much. And you know what? I found out today, just before we came on, it was on Facebook, unconfirmed, but it looks like the Wizard Rock has returned. <gasps> That's wonderful. Oh. The Wizard Rock may be back in the Prescott National Forest. But I'm we'll, so happy we'll to hear to, that. Yeah, how, how, do how? You pick up, it was, how do you pick up and remove a one-ton rock? How do you one? return it? Maybe, <laughs> maybe it was a Halloween thing. Who knows? Maybe. It's the wizard, right? It is the wizard. So it might have just did it itself. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Prescott. We appreciate it. Hey, next week, uh, talk to uh, Representative Mill Campbell. We may have him on next week. Also, tune in on Wednesday. I will be on the Chris Cucneo show on KYCA. We're going to give a wrap-up on the uh, elections. So, uh, 11.40 a.m., 103 FM. 
go ahead and tune in and we'll uh, see you then. Take care. We'll see you next week. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you, guys.